0: Hello, and welcome to For the Love of the Games. I am your host, Chris dennis Myers, and we're going to get into the fifth day of competition at the Olympic Games, then go into event coverage that happened during or before prime time of yesterday, go over what's happening tomorrow, and then I'll go over spoilers at the very end so that if you want to stop listening before I read off any spoilers, you can do that. First, I do have a correction. Yesterday, I said something about Flora Duffy of uh, Bermuda winning Bermuda's first gold medal, which is true. But then I said something about Tunisia winning their first gold at this games. They had one; they won their fifteenth medal in that swim race. Not sure how many golds that is, but it was the Philippines that won their first ever gold with Heideland Diaz in weightlifting. There is another correction, but that is in the spoiler section, so you will hear that later. (laughs) Um, I just want to quickly revisit the women's uh, artistic gymnastics and the coverage of that and the fallout from that and and all of that. The first thing is, so every year the U S team gives themselves a nickname. So you remember the fierce five, the final five, and now um, the fighting four they named themselves the fighting themselves the fighting for. And I just I I love them so much. <laughs> I love this group of women. I have been trying to stay away from the internet. <laughs> I do like obviously follow some news sites and NBC Olympics and Olympics and Team USA and USA gymnastics and, you know, I follow all of the gymnasts, you know, and so the comment sections on those have been pretty brutal. And I just, I have replied a few times (laughs) defending Simone Biles because, and I will do that until forever because of just how truly unsafe it would have been for her to continue. And I, in no world, in no world is a medal more important than her safety. And basically if you think she should have continued anyway, then you are saying that her physical safety was less important than the gold medal. And the people that are saying that are not the people on the team. It it, it's not Jordan Childs who is up here saying that Jordan or that Simone should have continued. Um, the women on that team are incredibly proud of Simone's accomplishments, incredibly proud of her decision to withdraw and in support of it. So if they are, none of us have any place to, to disagree with that. Um, coverage was okay. It, I, I didn't really know what to expect. They did interview Nastia separately from the coverage in the studio, the NBC main studio talking about her experience with what some gymnasts call the twisties, what they called being lost in the air. That's what we were talking about that, that vertigo midair. And she kind of talked about how scary it can be and how some gymnasts like get that. And then the next practice, they're totally fine. And some gymnasts are, you know, dealing with that for months and they compared it to the yips or other, you know, every sport kind of has a term for that. And again, in, in gymnastics, they call it the twisties. And again, it's just truly, truly terrifying. Um, Nastia said she had texted Simone and Simone said she at that time was on her way to training. So she was going to try to see if she could work it out, but, Um, She has withdrawn from the all around final and that is taking place overnight tonight. That is an event that is up next. This is not good. I I mean, I I sort of feel like if she's withdrawing now it's unlikely we'll see her again this games. I, I could be wrong. I hope to be wrong. I hope she'll come back for, you know, floor final. I think, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for her to come back for the bars final, just because that's not an event she's going to meddle in anyway. And to it, there's, there's no reason for her to come back for that. It's not her best event, her most confident event. And I think she really should come back. If she is going to come back, come back on an event that she feels really good about. And if I had to guess that would be floor, which is her favorite event. I, I don't, I I think they should make the call now on vault final, which is the last event of gymnastics in the games. It's, I think it's sometime early next week and yeah, I, I, I really don't want her to, to do that. So we'll see. I, it'll be, again, it's totally her call and I do feel good about the fact that she feels empowered to make that call herself. So that's, what's going on there. There were a lot of things that they would show because there's no crowd. You can actually hear the gymnasts talking to each other. And there were a couple of things Simone said that really gave me pause. The first is right after that vault. She said, I don't trust myself. And first of all, for her, that is quite a statement to go from being so dominant in the sport, so confident, so powerful to just not being able to trust herself in the air and to know what that means in terms of safety. I was just incredibly proud of her for saying this isn't safe. And, you know, I don't, I think I said this yesterday, but in the Coroli era, she would have been made to continue. And in this sport, we do have a lot of coaches who sort of have this attitude of win at all costs. And that is ultimately the culture that USA Gymnastics created over the last decade, several decades, but certainly in Simone's career. And you, they are starting to turn around a little bit, but you can't just turn that around overnight and they are still demanding an independent investigation of who knew what and when. And Simone Biles does still represent that organization and truly they need to be stripped of their connection with the Olympics and they need a new governing body just to completely gut what is, what has happened and what truly is continuing to happen. But as for Simone The, I don't trust myself comment also just totally got, got to me, I think, because that was her saying, I do trust myself. I don't trust my gymnastics and there's nothing she can do to show her empowerment of herself than to say, I can't do it right now. And again, I, I could not be more proud of her for doing it. If you're out there on the internet saying she's a quitter. I'm going to come after you. (laughs) I am going to come after you. She, they also showed her saying to her teammates, I'm so sorry. I love you guys. You got this. Thank you so much for stepping up. Oh, and she came right back out after getting assessed by the trainers. And she said, if you need anything, anything, I'll run and get it. I'll run and get it. And just even in a moment when that has to have been really hard for her, to tell her teammates that she was going to go run. I'm just like picturing Simone Biles getting water for the other girls when she's like literally the best living gymnast. And yeah, she's just such a team player. And part of why she withdrew, she said was that she knew that it would be more harm than good for her to compete when she was in that state. Yes. Obviously a huge part of that was her safety, but it was also truly putting the team before her own need and do what she has always been doing and that is competing and, and being the star of the team. And it was kind of a interesting moment too, of this is, you know, our, our future gymnastics teams won't have Simone Biles on them and we will have to find a way to build a team without that powerhouse on three of the four events. These women showed us that it can be done and we aren't infallible as I think everyone kind of believed, including me. I mean, if I, I think the Russians also were a lot better than anyone expected. We haven't seen them in competition since 2019. So people didn't really know how good they've gotten. Uh, Melnikova is their star. She is going to be in the all around tonight and she was in Rio. She is significantly better than she was in Rio. They have a 16 year old, uh, Lisa Nofa, um, who no one really knew about because the last time, again, in competition, she wouldn't have been a senior. So, you know, we we acted like this team was infallible. And a huge part of that was Simone. And we put a lot of weight on her shoulders. And again, I will take part in that. Um, I will take ownership of of my part in that. And I am just really impressed with her ability to Back away. Another interview that NBC did that I thought was really good was they interviewed Michael Phelps, who is there for swimming. Obviously, he's Michael Phelps. He's talking about swimming, but um, he has been pretty outspoken about how hard it has been since leaving swimming to kind of recraft his identity and figure out who he is without the sport. And has a movie called The Weight of Gold about the mental health issues that he has had in particular, how, how hard this past year and a half has been and just an incredible thing to do and to show the world when you've already shown them so much and given them so much to come back and say, I'm struggling with this. He doesn't owe us that nobody owes us that. Um, but he did stand up for her and, and, I think Michael Phelps is an interesting character to talk about this in particular, because he alone really knows what it's like to be the face of the games before the games even start. He, you know, obviously in the last several (laughs) cycles has been the face. He has been in every visa commercial, every Goodyear tires or whatever it's been, it's been Michael Phelps and So his, his take on that was really interesting. And, and I do plan to watch that documentary when I have time, which is going to be after the games. But if you look at what other athletes are saying, every single one of them, nearly every single one of them has been coming to her defense and has been there. Um, and maybe not on that scale because none of them are under the intense pressure that she is necessarily, but yeah. I just really liked that. The only thing that I really hated was my local news ran an ad and it said in the corner that it was made by AP. So I really have something to say to AP, but the piece was like images of the team. And it said, they say pressure makes diamonds, but in this case it caused collapse. And it was an ad for a story that would air during the local news, which I didn't watch, but I, I really um, I have something to say to AP, and I just, uh, I'm so grossed out by it. And I saw it a couple times in the broadcast, and it was just completely inappropriate. As a friend of mine said, you know, maybe we shouldn't pin the entire hopes of a nation on a single 23 year old woman's shoulders. <laughs> we did, 24 year old, I'm sorry. Um, we did just that. And we also, it was her and, you know, Katie Ledecky who was, who was being hyped up last night as well. And she had two races. She had the 200 and the 1500 and she did not medal in the 200. She placed fifth and I just, you know, it was really hard to watch because it was immediately following this Their rebroadcast of the Simone Biles disaster, quote unquote, disaster. I mean, it's hard to call something a disaster when your team earns a silver medal, but we'll call it that for the sake of this. And then they show Katie Ledecky. And it's like, again, maybe we shouldn't be pinning the entire hopes of our nation on these two very young women who they just want to compete. They just want to go out there and do the best they can. And they both did that. They both did that, and they owe us nothing. Anyway, so she placed fifth in the two hundred free. Was disappointing. I mean, you know, she she wasn't expected to gold there because Titmus was in the race, and she did that. Titmus did end up winning gold there, but then an hour later, and they had this countdown clock, uh, you know, all over the place. That was the very short period of time between her 200 free and her 1500 free, um, the 1500 free is a race that has not been included in the Olympics. Women's 1500 free. I believe the men have had this race in the Olympics for a while, but it was really Katie and other swimmers of that race who fought for its inclusion. She said, you know, I, there's no reason why we, we have the opportunity to compete it at world cups and other swimming events. And there's no reason why they haven't included it. I honestly, without Katie Ledecky, I don't believe it happens because of her star power and because of the impressiveness of being able to race the 200 and the 1500 in the same day, not even in the same day, in the same games, in the same swimmer. That's very uncommon. I've said that a million times, but it's very uncommon to have that big of a disparity between your shortest race and your longest race. Typically you specialize and Without her, that impressiveness, it doesn't happen. And again, it's like, okay, well, well, without Simone Biles' impressiveness, would we have had the shrinking of the team size to four? I don't know, but we made all these decisions based on one person, and it's too much. And Katie seems to be handling it really well, but we obviously don't know what's going on behind the scenes. After the fifteen hundred, she cried in the pool. And was it joy at its inclusion? Was it just like relief that she did well after not doing well earlier in the day? Again, we'll never know, but we just expect so much and give so little to these women. And, and it is women in particular, but obviously Michael Phelps is another example of someone that we just took from over and over and over again. And he gave and gave and gave and it broke him only he can say if his swimming career was worth it. And now, you know, he has this platform that he's using to do great things with, but again, was it worth it? I don't know. I, I can't speak for him. Anyway, I, I just, it's been a, it's been an interesting 24 hours <laughs> to say the least, but I do want to talk about Katie Ledecky because She is such a genuinely nice person. You can always tell about a person what their competitors say about them. And after every race, whether she wins, loses, is in third place. She's hugging other people. She's high-fiving them. She's other people are congratulating her. People that didn't, didn't medal are congratulating her on her medals. And she is the first to give Kudos to other people. You know, in the in the after inter, after swim interview for the fifteen hundred, she listed all these American swimmers who were phenomenal at that fifteen hundred meter, who never got a chance to swim it at the Olympics. And she said, you know, they they would have gotten a gold medal too because Katie Ledecky is now the first women's fifteen hundred meter gold medalist, and she listed other women that should have had that medal. And that is the kind of thing where it's like, that's worth more than all of her gold medals combined. What I will say about the race and what I will say about her that I just found so impressive was the consistency that she swam that race with they had like a speedometer on the screen and she swam 1.53 meters per second, nearly the entire race. It would, it, it would change by like a hundredth of a meter per second the entire time just consistently lap one lap 30 and there's a there's a video of her first of all they love they have that race is interesting because and it's it's unusual in that there's a lot of time to talk for the you know commentators they kind of have a lot of space to fill because swimming obviously there's overtaking and things like that but there's not like change in possessions or scores in between. It's just like they're swimming. So they talked about how much she loves chocolate milk, which I, (laughs) they did show her drinking chocolate milk in between the two races, but there is a video of her with, she puts on a snorkel and she swims the length of the pool with a glass of chocolate milk on her head. And I just found that so impressive for a lot of reasons. First of all, chocolate milk. I mean, I guess it's probably, really good fuel when you're swimming at an elite level, but her head doesn't move as she swims. Obviously, you know, when she was swimming without a snorkel, she was breathing, but her head is very steady in the water. Michael Phelps talks a lot about wasted motion. You don't want to move anything that you don't have to move because that's energy wasted. And if it's not propelling you forward, you don't want to waste it. And he was a known butterflyer. And in that race, there's a lot, there can be a lot of wasted motion. I just thought that was interesting anyway. So she doesn't waste a lot of motion, which is part of how she swims so fast. (laughs) I recommend at least watching some of that just to watch her motion. So consistent. The 200 meter fly, um, final is tonight and Regan Smith and ha- Haley Flickinger qualified for uh, second and fourth for that. So we do have some metal contenders there and that should be a really good race in the women's 200 IM Ohashi of Japan, won gold there and Kate Douglas and Alex Walsh. And they made a, they made a big deal in a package about them being best friends. They went to, um, the university of Virginia together <laughs> took me a second. I almost said West Virginia. That's not correct. I'm sorry. They went to Virginia together. I believe Alex Walsh placed second and Kate Douglas took home the bronze there. Our women's softball team lost our rematch with Japan. So we'll end up with the silver or did end up with the silver medal and Japan took home gold there as well. That's a little disappointing because the U S did beat Japan in the pools, but you know, host nation and softball and baseball are huge in Japan. And so it's not altogether surprising, but that was a medal that that was on our on our list of two two wins. So um, to come home with silver, though, you know, always a victory. Can't complain too much, but <laughs> but since we did beat them earlier, it is it's always hard to like go back and and then lose the rematch. But silver medal, not too shabby. Carissa Moore won the first ever women's surfing gold medal, and. I thought this was interesting too. When the Olympics are in Paris, they announced that they're going to do surfing in Tahiti, which is excellent. And that is really good too, because they changed the, they totally changed the surfing schedule so that they could take advantage of the typhoon winds to have better waves because they were so concerned about the about surfing kind of looking lame, (laughs) I think is what some of the surfers had been saying. They were worried it was just not going to look cool enough because the waves weren't going to be high enough because Japan in July is not a good surf spot. It ended up working out, but it is nice that when the Olympics are in Paris, they fully get to pick where they want to go based on where would be a nice space to be. Um, it is kind of sad for the athletes that they don't get to be a part of the Olympic, you know, spirit, the vibe in the, in the Olympic village and being in Paris and being, you know, with your teammates and all of those kinds of things and cheering on your teammates and other sports still hard to complain about surfing in Tahiti, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so events overnight and into tomorrow morning, the women's all around final is tonight and as I mentioned Simone Biles has withdrawn from that competition so Jade Carey is set to take her place Suni Lee also qualified through qualifying Jade would have qualified based on her score alone but there is a rule in gymnastics each country can only have two representatives in each individual event so Jade got what they call two perd two per country. So she was third in America, but I can't remember where she placed overall. She's not really a medal contender. She is incredible on vault and floor, but her beam score is pretty low. Her bar score has gotten significantly better in the last few years to where she stays competitive through that rotation, but she actually was leading over Suni Lee in qualifying until beam. And at beam, just couldn't couldn't keep up. So I don't see Jade winning a medal. I do see Suni winning a medal. It'll be interesting now with Simone out, who was obviously the odds-on favorite, to see who, who comes away with the gold medal there because Melnikova of Russia, again, she is significantly better than she had been. And I think she has a solid chance at the gold medal there. Suni absolutely has a chance at the gold medal. So it, it'll it be interesting to see what happens without Simone in the room too. I think a lot of times when you have somebody who is just that good, it can bring people up and it can also kind of intimidate people. So, you know, it'll be interesting again, just to see where how people respond to her absence. So it'll be good to watch. It's at 4am my time. I'm not sure I'm going to watch it live. I was absolutely going to. And now I'm a little heartbroken, <laughs> so I don't know. I still do plan to watch it in full, but like I'm not just going to watch the broadcast coverage. I do intend to actually watch the whole of it, but that's a rough one. That's, that's rough. Also overnight uh, beach volleyball. We have clays and Sponso playing on the women's side and Lucena doll are on the men's side. We have three boxers competing today. Troy Isley, Jenny Fuchs and Richard Torres, Jr. The women's canoe slalom final is tonight. There's more judo, more rowing women's rugby seven starts tonight, which apparently Olympic TikTok is really into rugby sevens. So, you know, you might want to check that out if you want to like, I don't know, stay up to date with all the kids, what all the kids are doing. Um, And also they're only 14 minute matches. They're like seven to seven minute halves. And the U.S. plays China at 9 p.m. Eastern. So that's not too bad either to, to catch. You know, it's not, that's not like a 4 a.m. gymnastics meet. <laughs> and in Rugby Sevens 2, the U.S. has a fairly good shot at a medal. It's not, we're not necessarily favored, but it, it wouldn't be surprising to see the U.S. on the medal stand there. And we should also easily get out of our pool in the early games, just based on rankings and the pool we ended up in. So that should be the early games, the US should be doing fairly well. And then kind of after that, it's less guaranteed, but still very possible. Traps shooting finals for men and women are both tonight. There's a ton of swim finals. The vast majority of those I think will be in the primetime window including a women's four by 200 meter free relay. They have not announced the final standing or the final roster for that. I would think Katie Ledecky would be on that roster, but they may decide to give her a rest since she did just race twice last night. (laughs) Our only standing men's or our only standing tennis representatives are Krajicek and Sandgren in men's doubles. And they play Croatia tonight. Men's volleyball plays Turkey and men's water polo plays Italy. So that's it for what's going on overnight tonight in terms of team USA. And at this point I am going to move on to spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, turn off your podcast. (laughs) In the synchronized diving three meter springboard yesterday, this is the correction. I said I would fix after the, after, Um, I, I said, we didn't qualify an athlete here. I had that mixed up. We actually did qualify an athlete here. We did not qualify an athlete in the men's synchronized 10 meter platform. So I just mixed up which men's synchro team didn't qualify. It was platform, but the synchro or the springboard three meter springboard. We did qualify a team. And in fact, they won the silver medal last night. So that is Michael Hickson and Andrew Capobianco. And then our women's 10-meter platform synchro diving team also took silver. That's Jessica Parado and Delaney Schnell. The men's all-around gymnastics final was last night. Brody and Sam of our men's team finished 10th and 12th, respectively, which is pretty good for them. That's probably about what they would anticipate. That was that not, not a surprise at all men's basketball team soundly beat Iran, (laughs) uh, again, not a surprise, but given how the U S has been playing, I think the final score was 66 to 120. (laughs) So maybe just a morale booster to, to really, as the women's soccer team said, be ruthless, (laughs) um, in equestrian dressage, Germany took medals. Uh, gold and silver medals there. And that's, again, not a surprise. Germany is pretty consistently very good at equestrian sports. So I would expect them to take more medals. The next equestrian isn't for a couple of days. I think the horse inspection for eventing is maybe tomorrow or the next day. And then after that, eventing starts. So that's what's going on in equestrian and around the games that's all I have for today. If you have any questions or anything that you think I should talk about on the podcast, please let me know. I'm always looking for more topics. And yeah, in the meantime, follow me on Instagram at love of the games pod. And our logo was made by unfettered letters. Thanks so much. Talk soon.